I'm Scott Blakeman getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders, also in Manhattan, having returned from the magical Catskill Mountains, where uh, in, in an intensely quaint Fairlawn Inn, I and others were visited by a concert pianist, Angie Zhang, who just so happens uh, was recording a piano recital at a nearby Catskill Foundation. Now in her 20s, Ms. Zhang has been a child prodigy, admitted to Juilliard at age 11. And Scotty, this made me reflect on what I did when I was 11. At that time, as loyal listeners may recall, I published my own newspaper called The Daily Buzz with a readership that consisted of my family and maybe one or two friends. But few are aware that at age 11, I broke the story about how our dog Perky likes to sleep at the foot of my bed at night and how he protected me so well that I never once had been dragged away by ghosts or monsters. Now, I did not get a Pulitzer Prize for that scoop, and that's okay. I'm pretty much over that now. It's in the rearview mirror, and I moved on. But one nagging question continues to dog me. Why was I not admitted at age 11 to Northwestern University's famed Medill School of Journalism, or at least Columbia? Well, when I was 11, uh, I shared a bedroom with my 16-year-old sister, and our biggest claim to fame was our New Year's Eve cassette recording that year, which our listeners heard me describe on a previous podcast. Now, my journalism career began at age 13, with Sports Today, the handwritten, double-sided, loose-leaf paper publication, usually read only by me. And yet, five years later, it would lead to my acceptance at Northwestern's Medill School of Journalism. Now, I know it's little consolation after all these years, Tommy, but hearing you talk about your even earlier entry into the newspaper business, why, I think you should have gotten into. Well, Scotty, I think I will say you're right. Uh, about one thing. It is no consolation. I wish it were. But honestly, hearing that from someone who spent time at an institution that was tops in the journalism world, well, it means a lot to me. Well, uh, but I think you accomplished, you accomplished quite a bit. And Tommy, I think actually you, I, I feel for the people. Now, Miss Zhang, you know, she went to Juilliard, it's a little bit different, but I always kind of feel a little sad for those 13-year-old prodigies who go to Harvard or these schools. I just feel like you shouldn't be in college yet. I mean, yes, you're smart enough and all that, but I feel like go through junior high, or as they say now, middle school. Yeah. Uh, I always prefer junior high. Go through high school. Go through all that. Then get to college when you're 18. That's what yeah. I feel. Yeah. Oh, that, so, so you, uh, um, in a way, that's a kind of a – a very high level version of stay in school kids, that message uh, in, a, in a funny sort of way. We used to hear the word, you know, stay in school, don't drop out. But here, this your message is stay in school, don't leap ahead and then go to college. Yes, well, stay, stay in, in school middle school. Even longer would be the theme. Yes. You know, because uh, and actually because you're, you know, you are dropping out of sense. I mean, if you, you're out of college when you're 16, it just seems it's just you're missing out, basically. And yes, you're an incredible and prodigy. So again, this is why I say this only to make you feel better, that you didn't miss out, Tommy. That's the thing. 
you would not have been better off at age 11 being whisked into the Medill School of Journalism or Columbia, which is more known for their graduate journalism program. So that's the key, the breakthrough that we've had four minutes into this podcast. The, the right things happen. You still produce the Daily Buzz. I did my sports today, a very, you know, little readership, but we did it and didn't have to go to school at, at no. a very uh, early age. Well, you know, uh, the other thing is you went to Medill School. Uh, I didn't. Uh, <clears throat> I went to Colorado State College, which turned into the University of Northern Colorado halfway through uh, <clears throat> well, my the stay there. there. I mean, uh, uh, I went uh, to uh, Northwestern. It kept the same name the whole four years. There was yeah. no change. You went to a school, started off as Colorado State. Where do you go? I go to Colorado State. Ask me in two years. Uh, it's the University <laughs> of Northern Colorado. Like, well, wait a minute. You just said you went to Colorado State. That's like a whole, yeah. at least a whole long conversation, maybe a book. Yeah, well, probably probably a series, for a TV oh, series yeah. for sure. But because how I went to, well, in a way, I, 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 I didn't transfer to the University of Northern Colorado. It transferred to me somehow. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that works grammatically, but that sort of seemed how it was. But it was not a, a school famed for journalism or, or, or famed for anything, but you, you strode around the campus for, uh, uh, of a school that was absolutely at the top of its game. How, how that must have made you feel, the, the sense of self-esteem where uh, 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 it, uh, it, I can only wonder at it. Uh, and yet, and yet, Scotty, we both wound up on the same podcast. Exactly. So we may have taken different routes, but you know, when you're there, Tommy, and I love my experience there at Northwestern, but. Um, no, well, uh, when you say you loved your experience, this is what I want to drill out on. Loved it. it that, that tells us very little. What we want to know is how did it make you feel? And we want to feel that same feeling, even as you describe it. Well, well suppose you were striding yeah. along the, the the wind was whipping off the, the, the Lake Michigan. And let me um, advise our listeners that that um, Northwestern of the schools in in the in Illinois, Northwestern certainly is one of the best positioned, best locations to have a school. Well, right on the lakefront. And as I was there, they kept filling the lakefront. So there's more and more buildings there. Uh, Making the lake the smaller and Northwestern bigger. Uh, yeah. And closer to the wind, probably also and all those things. But and the uh, wind whip. OK, but but did the wind whip on your face as, as it did? Uh, uh, I, 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 it's a it's a loaded question. I know the answer, but a lot of our listeners might not realize how much wind whipping happens when you go to a university next to uh, Lake Michigan. It was, but not that to my knowledge. It wasn't a thing that just stands out like, wow, what was it like? Well, first I got to start with the wind. I thought <laughs> maybe the wind wasn't as bad then in the in late seventies, you know, uh, that it was more of a, a, a lull for the wind. So, yeah, uh, it but, it, but, it, but I say, you know, there are many things. So again, it wasn't just me strutting because I think, well, you know, anybody, even from afar, you think I had it made. 18, I'm, I'm there. But no, there are other, you know, well, 18, you're at yeah. the school, at, at, at the top of its game, the Medill School. What's, what better school of journalism is there? As you say, Columbia is mostly graduate school. Like, who gets a PhD in journalism? Well, two uh, people do go back for master's and things. But I think uh, the larger point, though, is about prodigies. And while it's, I think it's great to fulfill your talents at age 11, uh, it's still nice to play with 11 year olds, too. And I hope Miss Angie Zhang also had time to to do that. Uh, uh, well, as well. That, that is, there, you know. yeah, that that is the uh, 
I mean, I, I think there are two points here, though, and 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 I think you raised it about is it the right uh, is it good to go to I mean, is it a, is it a great life to be a prodigy? You're skipping all these um, these stages in um, the gradual well, ascension yeah. to adulthood, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're skipping, well, uh, as you say, middle what we now call middle school. And I actually don't mind middle school because it's fewer syllables. Junior high school, that's four syllables. Middle school is two syllables. You save time, and that adds up over the years. Right. The, the middle you, school always had to me like this patrician sounding like, well, then I was in Princeton. We had middle school. But, it, you know, it sounds like it wouldn't be any middle school in Brooklyn. But but, you know, they uh, they actually call it. There is MS like 220 middle school to 20. They call it or intermediate school and all these. Uh, but I know. mean, that's just what ha I mean, in our in my day growing up, we never heard the term middle school, but I do appreciate, you know, junior high school. I never loved that term. It always seemed demeaning and I don't, didn't like high school. You say uh, uh, it's uh, uh, you wanted to dr dwell down. You wanted to, you, you brought the conversation back, Scotty. And I think our listeners will hear you. We, we were going off onto uh, the, the wonders of the Medill school, but you brought it back to the, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, I, well, the notion how should I put it? The, the, the drama prodigy. of, of yeah. the gifted child. I yeah, guess, and it's it child prodigy. And I think it's, you know, it was always the ultimate thing. He's a and incredibly is 11 and all that. And, and that, you know, that's always the big story on 60 Minutes or any, yeah. you know. Or, uh, or, or at the Fairlawn Inn uh, just yeah. a couple of days ago that as we were visited by this, this once child prodigy who now seemed like a fairly normal 20-year-old uh, young woman who, um, happens to play piano all the time. I don't well, know what, great, you, what, what are you like when you're when you've skipped yeah. high school, you've never had to go to high school or middle school, and you went right to Juilliard, which is an oddball place. Juilliard, I mean, it must be so, uh, uh, uh it, it must you're definitely not challenged by dumb people. No, Whereas no, and we, everybody we, is we had to skilled. deal with, with people who are not smarter than us but thought that they were. Uh, cooler than we were, we had to deal with that, and these people didn't. I think no. Well, Juilliard did different thing. You just said, but it's a, you know, yeah. these are the top top people from everywhere. And again, maybe from if it has to be top top people in, in music, just for people. Yeah, who, let it be. Uh, well, it could be theater also. I mean, uh, other things at Juilliard, but uh, I think maybe that's the best place to be a prodigy because that's the kind of career you can get a head start on and all that. Uh, and, but, but, but how does that make it? I think your point, apart from the all that part of it, your point, I think, is that it, it, uh, uh, don't feel bad if you're not a prodigy. I think that's yours, uh, uh, the message you're giving to me and, and everyone else who isn't a prodigy, which is, Scotty, 99.9999% of the people in the world can benefit from your message right now. Well, I think because our, our message always is to make people feel better in some way. And there are people just like, look, if you say it, clearly there's millions of other people who also lament not being whisked away to a prestigious school at age 11. So what I'm saying is, no, this was right that that didn't happen. We don't need to idolize or, or you know, uh, the, the prodigies, all, more power to them. But I think it's better to be, uh, you know, at 25 or 30 or at any point. And why not be bigger than ever at 70? Why is it always, uh, yeah. oh, I didn't make it in my 20s. What about the people who made it in their 20s and then nothing happens for, 
70 years. You know, that's oh my a, God, Scotty. So I would is... much rather have, it, you know, ups and downs. And then you hit it big at 70. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Scotty, I'm laughing with joy. You can hear it in my voice. Yes. Uh, it's a rare time. I, uh, it was sort of like, <laughs> you hear it? it was almost like oh, a yeah. bird call of joy yes. uh, at, at what you just said, because you're right. You've just stumbled on something, a reverse prodigy. The person who isn't a prodigy is the opposite of a prodigy who gets, who makes it big, who makes the big breakthrough, who just has the big discovery, uh, who has a burst of, of talent and, and, and development of, of, of abilities at age 70, be after yeah. when everybody else has, has sort of decided to give up and, yeah, know, or retire. Go and the whole and as we say, quote unquote, retire, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah. Right. It's always a strange expression, too. And I'll retire to the drawing room. Yes. Or, are you retiring to the drawing room or just retiring? I'll just see. I'll go to the drawing room and then I'll decide about the future retirement. But no, it is a great thing to keep because why is it? It's very just as way you talk about the base 10 system. We yes. go back. We also go back. Well, you know, we want to get the young people in there. Let's get a younger person yeah. or this and that. And and wait, 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 wait. And this and that. Well, yeah, I know no, I, I'm not clean with that, but I, <laughs> no, I, you, I think it's a sort of a folksy charm to saying that it, a, I can't say everything. Because it's a half-hour podcast. So like, I know, I know. No, no. I wanted to make sure that people understood that you, you were that you were saying that 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 this and that was being covered. I want. I didn't want to let that go by. No, no. People fail to say this and that, and then we don't know. Is it this or is it that? You know? Right, right. And no, you're it's, saying it's this and that. Yeah, yeah. That kind of covers Both everything. Of but uh, yeah, so I think it gives hope to people. There's no why. You know, as long as you eventually get to it and some of you taste things take time you have to learn things mm -hmm. you you get better as you get older in many ways so uh how the new thing could be the senior prodigy the senior prodigy the yeah. the the, the anti-prodigy the post-prodigy yeah. we'll, we'll come up with a term with uh, of it the, uh, 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 eventually um or maybe or, uh, uh, maybe we sh you know maybe we can just put that off for a new you know we we it's the anti-prodigy the total the the guy who, or woman, the the uh, or, or uh, non-binary person, who uh, is is not uh, uh, who 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 did who went to every single grade, didn't skip a single grade. Scotty, I never skipped a single grade. Now I did partially in December fifth, nineteen sixty one. I remember the date. I didn't live in infamy. It was a, the opposite of infamy. Uh, I skipped from first grade to second grade. And I, it was not the beginning of the year. And, and I was, me, me and one other woman, we were taken to second grade. And, uh, you know, that could be going into a new class. Do you know people? Mean, while, so, so during first grade, because I went from first grade to second grade, I, I skipped first and a half grade, which we didn't have at that time. So I could always tell myself that. But you well, say yeah, you went, from first, you grade went from first to second grade. Isn't that what everybody does? They Well, no, no. But I only, I did it after two months of first grade. So I was wow. December 5th of that year, I was whisked into second grade. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know what compelled them to do that. And, and so uh, it's something that I don't think about a lot, actually. But um, I guess at that age, it's not as big a deal. Maybe it's sort of like, oh, first grade, second grade, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, then there was. A oh, no, at that age, it was a huge deal. Are you kidding? It was uh, uh, that the uh, the difference between a first grader and a second grader was 
vast and enormous. Those are much bigger kids. It's funny because so in a way that really was a fairly significant. I, I, maybe I just never thought of it as that, but I guess it was, uh, you know, at that point they seemed sort of similar to me. But at, at that age, everything is a big leap. You know, yes, so, exactly. Uh, everything is uh, un, uh, first graders look upon second graders as older, bigger, scarier, more knowledgeable. They, but but the other kids would the uh, older kids, the second the, it, it, this continues obviously it, it diminishes gradually. But I remember being in fifth uh, sixth grade and having uh, older brothers who went to uh, and and uh, or older kids who uh, went to junior high school warning about you know just sort of uh gleefully predicting your future oh it's you have to take showers and uh uh uh, uh, and then kids also will will hit your arm and and it's it's some they called it something like a uh uh, arm blasters and and, yeah yeah give you a bruise and it, it all these terror stories if yeah, I well, actually, I'd always felt I never thought I'd even I can't even imagine high school. Just like not even what I feared, but it was like, I'm going to be in high school because that yeah. seemed just like the ultimate. I'm yes. going to actually be in Lincoln High School. I'm going to walk around. I'm going to be in high school. And so it was always hard to imagine. Even hard to imagine. And I, I actually did look upon it with fear. I, I really had, uh, that was when I was 12 and my aunt took me to uh, uh, Disneyland. I, I lived in Libertyville, Illinois, cold, windy, wind whipping on my, that's why I always bring up the wind whipping on the face aspect of, of living uh, in Northern Illinois. And so I, I was hoping on my trip to California that I would be discovered, become a huge or at least reasonably successful movie or TV star and become the boyfriend of Haley Mills, who was at that time an, an older um, Disney star. And I would never have to go to junior high school and take showers in, at the gym or just be in junior high school among all those big guys who seemed cu- much tougher and scarier than I was. Yeah, well, that, that didn't happen, Scotty. No, that no. didn't happen. Well, that could be that- something if somebody skipped a whole school. Yeah. Instead of a grade, you skip a skip. Well, that's what that's what they that's what this uh, Angie Zhang did. That's why we're having this conversation. I met this woman who did do that at age 11. She was so good at playing piano. She was, as you say, whisked to Juilliard in New York City. Those of you who don't know, uh, uh, it's right next to Lincoln Center. Uh, in in the Upper West Side of New York, I just was there outside yesterday, just strolling along the Lincoln Center campus. I saw the sign, the Juilliard School, and that's always the uh, ultimate. And and, uh, and what a completely different life. I mean, I so I spoke to her. She spoke to me. She we were talking about the it's totally normal conversation, and yet she and that's what fascinates me. That's why I keep uh, uh, the, 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 the way that you can have a conversation with somebody who had such a completely different life from you and had in a way lived a dream that I could not imagine where you're just viewed as somebody that has so much talent, so much rare talent that you cannot go to a public school with bullies and, and dumb people and people who have no talent. You must be separated from them and live it and, 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 and learn in a rarefied world of other people who are uh, other oddballs who are exalted enough to, well, to, yeah. to be at Juilliard. Well, yeah, well, of course, this could be a good premise for a film if, if there hasn't been 
uh, Prodigy. Yes. That's the name. And, and, and I think because they do always do as they classically say, they always still are searching for more. I just want to be a kid. I want to play. And they're always <laughs> looking out the window forlornly at these Upper West Side kids yeah. playing. Oh, if I could only be one of back to practice. You know, be a stern taskmaster. You must practice 12 hours a day, but I want to play. There'll be a time for playing when you're 50. <laughs> so I think that could be the story of really wanting it. And, you know, you always want something you don't have, I guess. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's the case with prodigies. Yes, yes, yes. They would want nothing more than just the life of a, of a kid who gets to just run around and play and have recess and, and not have to practice the, whatever instrument that they're really good at. You're right. The, the, so basically what you're saying is life is, is always wishing you were doing, you were somebody else somewhere else. I think so. And not, not in a tragic way, but I think people always do. You know, we look at the people, they've got it made. And they're thinking, well, if I only could be that. So to me, growing starting out in stand-up comedy was sort of, if I yeah. could get a on at nine o'clock or prime time at the comic strip on a Tuesday, what could be better than that? And uh, and I think Jerry Seinfeld had was quoted as saying that that was uh, sort of the dream, and then things go up from there. So uh, you know, I'd be great though. Is there a person who is completely satisfied and just has achieved everything? Uh, but even that would be a negative because then there's no more satisfaction to achieve. Yes. The, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the person who's, uh, uh, well, that's the other thing. Well, why not teach satisfaction? Why, why teach careers always? Why do we well, always have to, to, to constantly try to better ourselves? And, 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 and believe me, these people who are always practicing piano, they are perfectionists. There's no room for, for imperfection. You're constantly trying to eliminate any errors so that you play this perfect, perfect rendering of some, something that, some music that some genius wrote hundreds of years ago. Yeah, and that's and pressure. That's a lot of pressure. That's a tremendous not just to be pretty good. Like, oh, that was really good. Yeah, 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 I know. They screwed up on that one. Ah, it's nothing. I'm just fine. No, it, it all must be perfect. So that's... Wow. Now, again, so, Ms. Ms. Zhang seems to be very well adjusted, so hopefully her path was, uh, you know, a, a happy one. And and but again, getting back to what you said about teaching yeah. satisfaction, that should be the ultimate. Just are you happy? Do you feel satisfied? It's not well. How much do you make, or uh, what career path, or what's the what your title? Uh, we're always so conditioned. But, well, if I make partner, that'll be everything. Uh oh, I think we may get have. Uh, have kind of wandered into another area where we're probably going to get some huge award, but I'm not sure for what exactly. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it should be uh, one of those instant awards where they just send it yeah. to you. And it's a surprise. You don't know the name of the award. Yeah, you don't know. A clearinghouse where you just submit yeah. your great thing and then they figure out what award you're supposed to get. Yeah, and then yeah, and you get it. And it shouldn't be up to us to have to figure that out. That's no, no, no. That's the problem like with the Nobel oh, what category. <laughs> no, we should just do it, come up with the great ideas no, we, we do. And then they'll they'll yeah, they'll do the work to go. They okay, should we, do the they, it's between they, this and that, but we're gonna send you this one. I hope you like oh, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> That'll be great. No, no, and, and, and it would just make things easier because a lot of the times we 
a lot of time, you know, it's one thing we come up with these ideas, but then we have to do the paperwork as, of figuring out what uh, award to apply it to. That's oh, yeah. time away from com- that we could be spending coming up with the next great oh, idea. Oh, it's a lot. It's not like an easy thing. It's, it's a whole submission. You got to approve of this. And then you go, oh, that's why a lot of people don't get awards. Like, you know, it's not even worth it. I don't want to go through all this. You know, so you miss out on awards that way because of the paperwork. So I think it should be, they should just do, it shouldn't be up to the, the ideas people to have to submit just even yeah. for the Oscars and all the Emmys. And for your consideration, why do you have to do that? They should just figure right. Well, well, just to review, just so people uh, are, are clear, what, what award, um, you know, why, why we're talking about awards is because we just came up with the idea of instead of having a whole, I don't know, sort of a line, uh, uh, an area of study or, or a whole scholastic uh, re- um, classroom situation. I'm trying to think what's what's the right category that we're coming up with. Anyway, why why can't people be taught to be satisfied with their lot in life or with it with whatever they've done? It's just to to learn how to be satisfied. School tends to teach you the opposite. It's always grading you, always telling you you got this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Don't be satisfied until you get it right. And and this is a and then you never get satisfied because there's always something new that you have to do and that you're getting it wrong about, with. Right. Yeah, and, and satisfaction doesn't mean you have to be the best in the field or the most famous. It's, right. I, I did have this poster, though, for many years in my first apartment from the School of Visual Arts by I believe the great Paul Davis, uh, it was like Pagliacci, the clown. And it said, to be good is not enough when you dream of being great. And I, I always love that. I, I still have yes, it. But, but it's basically point. saying that uh, uh, to be good is not good enough. I mean, there, how many great clowns are there? Think about it. There's very few truly, truly great clowns. And I don't know their names. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and I think your point is, what about being satisfied with being the okay clown you don't have to be Pagliacci who by the way was tragic and or so, I don't even know his story but I think he lost I'm speculating it's a speculative opera uh reviewing I think he lost his love or something like that so he it, things didn't work out well for Pagliacci but I love the idea of uh, uh, a poster that says you don't have to be Pagliacci just be some reasonably good clown that you know people like yeah, yeah. Well, this of course was for the whole uh, school, but I guess it is. I guess it's space baseless should be saying great could really just mean being satisfied. Yeah, you know, I mean, don't stop until you're satisfied personally, not by what other people determine you need to be. No, Scotty, that's the key. If you yourself decide, I am the absolute best at what I have said, uh, at what I am, and nobody else can be. You know, I, I, you know, you've heard that I, I want to be the best Scott Blakeman there is. No, just be a Scott Blakeman and you will be the best Scott Blakeman. Well, the new line now that everyone uses around how new it is, I want to be the best version of myself, uh, you know, and all this stuff. And, I, uh, I say that, that I am the best version of myself and I can't help it. And I'm very yeah. satisfied with that. And at yeah. no point do, uh, 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 do I need to aspire to be better. That's the key of satisfaction, Scotty. Right exactly. there. And Tommy, once again, we walked into the, the shoes of the motive. Not, you know, motivational speakers are usually not funny at all. So we're funny and motivational oh, and extremely TED talky too. So, I mean, this is, three, this is, if this isn't a TED talk, a, a double TED talk, which TED's talk. 
That's right. be the new thing, more and, than and, one. Exactly. And we, and we say, you know, and, and, and we, uh, by being howlingly funny, by the time you finish laughing, mostly people say, well, you know, that was enjoyable, Three Stooges, you know, what, whatever it is. When you finish laughing at one of our motivational uh, uh, um, presentations, you're a better person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, some people might argue, well, by laughing in Three Stooges, yes, laughter is always makes you better to laugh. But we go that extra step, that extra. It's always the extra mile. And I don't know why it's a mile. It's not 100 yards, 100 or 50 yards or 5,000 meters. It's always yeah. the extra mile. But we do. And I think that's what's yeah, missing. I think going the extra three or four miles is actually it's a little bit better than just going the extra mile. I, I mean, I agree, Scotty. You would think the more miles yeah, you go you would, extra, you the better. But why not just go extra five or six miles? Actually, Don't overdo it because then no. it discourages people from going the extra. <laughs> that's right, that's like, right. Go the extra marathon. No, that would be I don't like, even uh, want to think about you it. Know, you know, by the way, I'm mile. glad I don't run in the marathon, too. Not oh. only am I glad I'm not a prodigy and I missed. Uh, 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 and I went to Juilliard at age 11, had to practice all the time. I'm glad that I don't run in the marathon. Well, that's a great an area we've touched on for things where, well, we always talk about things that we're glad didn't happen. But how about things that we didn't achieve? Because when I walk and as we talk about many times, we're avid walkers, but we walk at our own pace and go where yes. we want to go. The runners. I don't want to be a runner. They're puffing and puffing and, oh my and, and, and in great stages of misery, knees. it seems like. And I'm so glad I'm not them. I don't have no. a schedule. I'm not going to get up early and train for the marathon. No, I don't want the to. The grimness of it, no. of driving yourself to be the best. And No, 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 no. I'm satisfied with the – Scotty, this is it. This is exactly right. We walk a few miles or, or a few blocks. It doesn't matter. We walk in the high line. We walk where we want to, and then we come back. And I like to walk up the steps of all 10 floors, and I feel no. great afterwards. But I don't feel compelled to drive myself to the torturous uh, lengths of, of a marathon runner. No, or any kind of training. We don't train. We love training. it. Like when I sit around, I do my one walk. And then after dinner, I, I want to go out. And it's not like, yeah, well, got to pull it together and go out for another one of those walks. No, I love yeah. it. I want to see people on the street. And, and I have a shirt on. And not the unsightly, as we've talked about before, runner, men runners without a shirt oh I, and especially the ones that that have uh, they, they have no shirt but they have some floppy plastic number on them uh, you know to, <laughs> because they're they're actually in a marathon they have some nut uh, but definitely the, the 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 sweatiness of the long distance runner is is something that that we eschew and i'm proud to say that we're, that we're not marathon runners yes there was the great movie tom courtney the loneliness of the long distance runner but that's a whole other interesting yeah. area. But sweatiness, I, I frankly wouldn't want to see that movie if there was one. No, no. no. It, 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 it's uh, and I'm not even sure that it would uh, that it would do as well as the loneliness. Uh, no. But 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 here you have two reasons not to be a long distance runner: loneliness and sweatiness. And right. Yet there. Walking, we can be the poster guys for walking. I mean, it's simply you. Anyone can do it. Well, and you just uh, it's enjoyable and you look forward to it. There's no. Yeah. Oh, boy. I didn't do my walk today. Oh, no. great. You know, no, right. You love it. No, no, exactly. It's not the grim, torturous, painful and bad on your knees type of yeah. thing that that running is. Uh, uh, and we, we talked about during the Olympics. What about a, 
a, a, a sport where you're casually walking and you're swinging your arms and you're, you're you stroll. may even stop and, and and take out take in the sights and chat with somebody and, the, and you're still in the olympics yeah yeah well right. we, we called it the jaunty stroll competition and there's yeah. all different kinds uh, and it, as walking should be as walking was intended yeah you know, to take at, at your own pace and that shall bring you satisfaction which is again the theme of today's episode you don't need to be if you are a child prodigy, great. Hopefully, you had fun and did get to play. Well, you, but you, if you're not a child prodigy, well, feel great is, about that. Feel, yeah. feel it doesn't mean you still can't feel unbelievably great, as as great as if you were the finest concert pianist. I know some people are horrified when I say that that they feel that feelings of greatness should be reserved only for concert pianists and the like. But I say, uh, but but these feelings are inside us, Scotty. Oh, they, yes. they are our feelings. If we want to unleash them for unreasonable, if we want to take a walk to uh, uh, down Irving Place for five blocks and turn around and walk back and feel like we've just performed a marathon run while playing a concert piano yeah. <laughs> beautifully. And by the way, I, I, uh, 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 I can't believe I just said piano. In that well, actually, that way. was sort of the Italian away yeah. learn a guy not you know who said uh, i've never heard he it pronounced played, uh, that one way. day he played the piano <laughs> yeah no. so uh, i guess that's a good uh, you're right you're right i was probably yeah. being that was i was just being italian in that moment yeah no that's the thing by the way our listeners can use it if you ever slip and say the word slightly not pronounced the way you meant to go say that i was just doing a foreign accent yeah it, 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 it and and uh, uh i was uh, not in a pretentious way but just in a in a respectful way yeah. scotty so many things that we covered, I can't even. Uh, 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 but I'm so, uh, all I can say is I feel much more satisfied now at the end of this podcast than I did at the beginning. Well, I, I, I do too, and and, and that's a, and, and I think our listeners will, and that's uh, how we approach life just to be satisfied. And you don't need to be a prodigy, you don't need to be a marathon runner, uh, to be satisfied, and that gives hope to all. And that's what we always aspire to do and contentment and contentment. contentment I feel content. yes. Yes, uh, and, and on that note, I, I, I'm going to continue to be Tom Saunders. Well, and I remain sincerely your Scott Blakeman, and we're getting through this.